When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, I need some dirt. Dirt, dirt, dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Up to the minute entertainment and pop culture news heard at the top of every hour. On My Talk 1071. Yeah, that's really great. Could you please tell us what's going on? Joker was number one movie this weekend with 93.5 million. Uh, that's a record for October. Abominable was a distant second with only 12 million. Uh, My apologies. Has anyone seen it on our show? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Don, Lexa, no, no. they want to see no, it? No, I'm yeah, waiting until okay. it's out of the theater. People are crazy. Yeah, speaking of that, some people left the <laughs> screening. It's true. Some people left the screening of Joker in Times yep. Square because there was a guy in the theater cheering and applauding the murders. He was also drinking oh, and no. spitting on people. He was eventually removed by security. That would scare me to death. Yep. Yeah. Watching it at home. Okay. Um, in happier news, Eric Church, uh, the country <laughs> artist. <laughs> really good oh, guy. He does God. a lot for charity. He saw a 10-year-old girl in the crowd holding up a sign asking him to sponsor her jogathon. He agreed to do it on the spot, on the microphone, and then a few days later, uh, sent her 10 grand for her jogathon. What? Yeah. Um, country singer Eric oh, Church. Yeah, seriously? she just had up a sign that said, Will you sponsor my jogathon? <laughs> just a little kid. So, oh. very nice. Wow. Lex. Cool. Hey, Lex. Yeah, Jace, you got a sign? What is your sign? Will you, mm-hmm. will you, will you sponsor my, my jazzercise a <laughs> Yeah. Oh, if you wear leotards, heck yeah. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Miley Cyrus apparently has a new boyfriend. Uh, his name is Cody Simpson. He is a famous Australian singer. And so she confirmed it because there were rumors. There was a video of her making out with him. So she posted this. Australian, my type, abs. And then she captioned the shot, hot girl fall. And then he's been calling her baby. So, wow. isn't it funny? Well, I, it proves everyone has a type. Mm. Uh, sometimes Taylor Swift seems to like British guys. Mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus seems to enjoy the Aussies. <laughs> That's just true. an observation. Just an observation. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her observation. Yeah. She yeah. observed it herself and is being yeah. open about it. So, okay. That's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 8 o'clock and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything goose hunting. <laughs> I'm Jace with Flax. Oh, thank God you missed. 
Lex, I'm getting my Christmas geese. <laughs> all right. I'm already, mm. I'm already hunting for my Christmas geese. <laughs> oh, oh, good I'm luck serving with that. It. I'm serving it. Tiny Tim's coming over. I'm serving my Christmas <laughs> geese. <laughs> Drop the crutches. That's right. He's healed, Lex. He's already been healed. He's fine. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. he just, it's just for he's a actually, now. He just wears them. He's actually an Uber driver now, so he's, he's fine. Wow. wow this yeah, Tiny Tim's an Uber driver now. Yeah. <laughs> Uber Eats. Yeah. Bring you some turkey. <laughs> he brought me some Jimmy John's a couple days ago. I'm like, aren't you Tiny Tim? You're fast. Look oh, at you, fast. freaky fast, Tim. Oh, You're all Timmy grown Tim. up. Look oh, at boy. you. How's Bob Cratchit? Oh, 805, God. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's get to our first guest uh, before he hangs up. And, and think of, <laughs> yeah, after that conversation, he's like, what the heck am I doing? Uh, questioning why he's even on the show. But anyway, uh, he's the executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. And full disclosure, a, a good friend of ours uh, and mm -hmm. has for a year. He has uh, been the recipient of the 40 Under 40 Award, the Minnesota Real Power 50. Ooh. Wow, that's that sounds like something. Uh, and of course, uh, he's the grand poobah of uh, the amazingly successful Twin Cities Film Fest. Jayton is on the phone. Good morning, Jayton. Good morning. How are you? Hey, uh, Jayton. He's hunting Jayton. and missing. You know. Jayton, first question: uh, the Minnesota Real Power Fifty. Listen to that, my friend. Yeah, I was one of. 50, I suppose. Minnesota. <laughs> How about that? Nice. Jayden. Wait, way to sell it, Jayden. I was, well, I was in the Minnesota Real Power 50. I was, uh, well, I was one of 50. That was fantastic. No, it was, it was, it was an amazing um, honor to be, uh, to be nominated and then yeah. win that particular award. So, you know, it's Jayden. been a, it's been a wonderful journey. It's been, what, ten, this is our 10 year anniversary at the wow. festival and I can't wow. believe how it's grown, so. Well, let me let's start there as uh, Mary Pop or uh, as uh, Julie Andrews would say, let's start at the beginning. Where did the idea because this is a lot of work, my friend, and you know that it's been a decade of work and growth and growth and work. Uh, where, when did when and how give us the reader's digest of how you came up with the idea to do a film fest? Well, I was born in India and I always loved going to Bollywood movies and movies has always been kind of my go-to, whether I was sad or happy or in a group setting or alone. I just wanted to go to movies. That was kind of my escape. And when I got laid off of corporate America in 2008, I wanted to found out, find that route again. So I wanted to merge my business acumen with my passion for film and kind of started the film festival here, a 501c3 nonprofit. Wow. Well, yeah, this is your baby, and it's really amazing. I mean, it's now you have some award-winning films coming, and you always do, but uh, there's some real goodies this year. Which one are you most excited to see? Yeah, I mean, people might not know, but these are all premieres. We have 120 films, Oscar-contending films. We have the films that are people will be talking about, the up-and-coming actors that eventually will be rock stars. They're all coming through. We have celebrities and parties and the whole thing, but... The films that we're super excited about this year that I think you guys will all be talking about come November, December, January for the Oscar season, um, film Honey Boy with Shia LaBeouf. Uh, we have that film with uh, the director Alma Harrell in attendance, and it's a biopic. So this is Shia LaBeouf's story as a child actor. He plays his own dad in this film. Lucas Hedges is in the film playing Shia LaBeouf as a... Uh, uh, as a grown-up. So, I mean, it's a powerful uh, film. It's not a documentary. It's actually a narrative. Um, for that one, we have Waves, the A24 film uh, mm. with Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us, an affluent African-American family going through some hardships and just having them 
go through it and you get it from a couple of different perspectives. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, uh, a Hitler satire that just won the best film at Toronto a month ago. Mm. Um, Motherless Brooklyn with Ed Norton. We have Just Mercy with uh, Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. Aeronauts with Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne. A Hidden Life, the new um, Terrence Malick film. I mean, these are, we're, we have, we're loaded this year. Wow, yeah. yes. Jaden, what is what is the process like? And and again, uh, as I say in like dumb guy terms, because uh, uh, what is the process for you like getting a film to your festival? Is it something like you're you're sent screeners by studios, or how does it work? Yeah, there's a couple different ways that we curate films. Uh, people can just submit their films. So independent films from all across the country are being submitted by filmmakers. Second of all is we go to different festivals across the country, too. So I'll, I'll go to Sundance and Tribeca and Toronto and um, L.A. Um, to go to different festivals and curate from that slot. And then we also work with the studios like the Paramounts and Warner Brothers and Sony Picture Classics of the World and have a dialogue all year long about what films they have coming in the November December slate that they would like to premiere at our festival. Then we get those screeners and we decide if we want to premiere that film here in Minnesota for our audiences. Because obviously the studios have an, uh, have an advantage to work with you and other festivals across the country like you. There's an advantage for you and there's an advantage uh, to, for them to get the Oscar buzz going. Am I right? Absolutely. They use the festivals uh, as a launching pad for um, promotions and marketing. And uh, the more reputation you build over your lifespan, so obviously we're 10 years deep, the more trust and respect the studios have with you. And instead of just kind of giving you anything, they try to give you their top picks. Mm. And that's the evolution of our festival is we, we, you know, we got, we've been getting amazing films ever since year one. We opened our festival, the very first festival ever, the very first film ever was Waiting for Superman with Davis Guggenheim in attendance. So that kind of set the bar. And last year, we our opening that film was Green Book, which of course won the best <gasps> yes. picture earlier this year. So over the span of 10 years, we've built that trust and respect and professionalism. And now we're considered one of the most influential film festivals in the region. And we get content because of that reason. Wow. You also have a special focus this year on female f- filmmakers. And then, of course, your social justice cause as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about those decisions? Yeah. And this is, you know, people ask me, like, hey, was this conscious effort? And the answer is no. People... Uh, don't realize how much amazing content women filmmakers are creating. We've kind of seen the uptick over the last five years, but this year broke the mold. And actually, a majority of our films, 65% of all of our films at our festival, are either directed or produced by women. We have a Her series, a film called A Perfect 14. That's kind of the stalwart of everything here uh, with the Her series. And that's about fashion industry and sizing and plus-size women trying to reshape the beauty standards. We have a film called Amplify Her about women DJs and how music does not know gender. We have films about, uh, a film called Mary Jane's about women in cannabis industry, uh, online harassment that women are fe- uh, facing with a film called Netizens, uh, mothers and daughters trying to fight the indigenous battle with warrior women. We have such an amazing uh, slate of women film. And then our social justice cause, we focus on a specific cause every year, and this year happens to be environmental responsibility. And uh, we have five amazing films in that particular slate as well, things dealing with our grid system, our youth movement, obviously with everything that Greta Thunberg is doing right now. We have a film that is 
similar, but of a local um, uh, change maker, a climate youth activist uh, who's been doing it for 10 years. So amazing content around our environmental responsibility this year as well. Now, you said that you've gotten great films just right from the start. Where do you see it going? This might be jumping the gun a little bit, but how do you envision this film festival in the future? Well, we're already a year-round organization. One of the key things that Sundance's of the world and and Tribeca's and Toronto's do is that they have a year-round presence. And we do as well, but not as deep as them. They've been around for 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. They're able to get these content not even just during their bigger festival. They're able to get them throughout the year with the talent stopping by throughout the year. And they actually have a physical building, a physical presence in their cities, respective cities. So I, as I look to the next decade of the existence, I already feel tired just thinking about it, but <laughs> I, I see something very similar. Well, we have a, a physical space where content creators come in, create content. We're all about Minnesota talent, making it big into, our, into the world of yeah. content, uh, content and storytelling as well. So that's where I see the festival going. And, of course, continuing to be that influential uh, light for anybody who, who wants to explore. Again, for me, you guys, film changes the world. For me, it's a great equalizer because when you go into the theater, you are friends with everybody in that theater, even if you don't know them because they're watching the same thing. They're crying at the same thing. They're laughing at the same thing. There's an eternal connection that can only happen watching something together where the lights go down and that's what a film festival is all about beautifully said my friend it's a good place to end oh by the way jayton i don't want to take advantage of our uh, lex and i don't want to take advantage of our friendship with you but <laughs> but uh, ten, but 10 years ago we shot a little movie called the wood nymph project and we're wondering <laughs> we're wondering if we can submit that to you jayton for consideration <laughs> Of course, you can submit anything to me for consideration, oh, whether you yeah. get in or not. Oh, oh, maybe a cocktail or two. Yeah. Will- uh-huh. yeah. Jaden, this would be under the category of anything. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll screen it. We'll give you a private screening sometime, Jaden. It's, it's a classic. Yeah. As long as you guys are uh, attending the film and do a post-film Q&A, then, then we're good to oh, go. Believe oh, me, believe me, people will have a lot of questions after they screen this one. Notably, why? <laughs> why, yeah. Jayden, oh. continued success. Thank you, oh, my friend. Yes. I much appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye, Jaden. TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. Over 120 films. (laughs) Support it, my friends. It's only grown. Lex and I have been there with him from the beginning, and uh, so is my talk, and we're just a proud partner, and he's a good guy. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I love the prestige that this film fest has curated over the years, right, Lex? Oh, it's, it's wonderful great to see. over a decade, yes, just how much it's grown. And for that to be here in Minnesota, that's, oh. that's pretty championship right there, baby. Oh, there's a dawn, dawn. Uh-oh. It's appropriate, though, right? Yeah. Come on now. Championship. Right? Uh, fine, yep. Yep. it's appropriate, I guess, Lex. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the Wood Nymph Project could yeah. really, they could swoop in there and get some awards. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think so, Jace. Hmm. Yep, I'm just saying. Uh, hey guys, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, brought to you by Southern Lights, the brightest store in the city. Uh, My Talk uh, is saying, beat at breast cancer. Check out our list of resources and more at mytalk1071.com and our keyword awareness. Elizabeth Reese is coming up next with, oh, by the way, no, 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 before we roll, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. Are you looking to get your dream weaved? 651-641-1071. Call now. We'll be back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm I Talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything cowboys. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean. Don busy right now getting uh, people and their dreams ready to be weaved. But right yes. now, we're getting some entertainment headlines from Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Good morning. Happy Monday, you guys. Morning, you too. Happy Monday. I'm going to start with some royal news. Do you feel okay about that? <sighs> of course. Okay, cheerio. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Prince William, Kate Middleton, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, they're reunited on a big project. All four of them have been involved, and it's all for a good cause. So you'll recall that the two royal couples split their offices and split their charitable endeavors after initially working side by side. Well, they've reunited to voice a PSA video for mental health, which will be aired by major UK broadcasters today, tonight. Could be oh. airing this evening. I don't you know. The time change is very confusing for me. It's already this afternoon in London. Mm. So it's a three minute clip. It features the Royals narrating a spot that stars um, uh, Gillian Anderson, Glenn Close, and then the great British Bake Off winner. You guys are into that show, aren't you? Love it. Nadia Hussein. Do you know her? Yes. Okay, great. I need to get I into like it. I need to get into it. Yeah, I need to too. Yeah. I keep when you guys talk about it because I think that I would like to watch it with my four year old. Like I mm. think we would have fun watching it together. So anyway, this um, project was uh, taken place. They no one will say when they did the recordings, where they did the recordings, but they took place at various places. And so the voiceover is beginning with Prince William. So anyway, people are like, "Oh, look, they're doing something together." Oh, mm. look at that! To quote, to quote Alexis. Cheerio. 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 Uh, Other royal news, well, sort of royal adjacent. Kate Middleton's brother is now engaged to his girlfriend, um, Alizé Thévenet. She's French. I'm sorry. uh, Common spelling on that one? A-L-I-Z-E-E. Carry the one. Do you think it's Alizé or do you think it's Alizé? I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I know, but I just want to say it right and sound kind of fancy. Use that in a sentence, Elizabeth, please. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I'm too stressed. Uh, so anyway, she he posted on Instagram. She said, we, our secret is out, but we couldn't be happier to share the news. He wrote that on Instagram. He's 32 years old. Oh. Uh, and this is the younger brother of Kate Middleton. So, you know, they've got Kate, Pippa, and James. I think it's just the three of them, isn't it? 
think it is. Mm, I think so. There could be four. And then I apologize for leaving out the fourth, but I think no, it's No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. You go. Uh, Taylor Swift and her boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, showing some rare PDA at an SNL after party. So she performed her new singles, Lover and False God, which, I mean, I don't know if I've said it on the show. I just love the new Taylor Swift album. I love it. I do, it. too. Mm. Me I too. listen to it all the time. Yep. And speaking of my four-year-old, she loves it, too. Oh, it's fine. so cute. And she sings along and the whole thing. So um, they were holding hands as they arrived. And um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge hosted the episode over the weekend. So I didn't watch a lot. Did, did, I didn't see any. Oh, okay. I, I, Lex, did you say? Okay. Mm. No, I was out to dinner, and then I was home and in bed by yeah. 930. Mm. Yeah. I've discovered okay. the joy of early date nights. <laughs> That's nice. That's genius. I'm getting babysitters to come at five o'clock on the weekend. That's championship, Elizabeth. Yeah, it is. I used right, to be Lex, like, come right? at seven, mm. and then we'll go out, and then I'm like, what am I? Why am I doing this? What am I doing here? What's happening? Yes, come at What's five. Happening? Perfect. I come at five, and then I home can be by home 630. by six thirty. Yeah. But you know that can't be the case, Jason, because you have to circle the block until your kids are actually in bed. If you hire a babysitter. Oh, is that what you, you do? cannot come oh, home that's until you have rule. confirmation that they are asleep. 100%. Otherwise, oh, you just paid the high babysitter fee for absolutely nothing. Oh, that's fun. Good point. That's a good Lex. Remember, write that down. I remember girl. that one. Let, to Elizabeth, yeah, yes. <laughs> I should keep a little notebook for you of all the things oh, I've, I've done wrong so that I we, can We need to register. So if you have any suggestions oh, there. Oh, listen, girl. Please. I got a whole list okay. that I send out to people that is really helpful. Now, I know you don't live in a really small space, but at, when I had babies, I had it lived in a really small space. So I have like things that fit into small space that don't take over and look like you're, you just threw up baby plastic crap. Oh, I like that though. Still all so. over your house. Oh yeah. Oof. Jason, I did think of you too. Cause I had a dinner party on Friday night and I had my table all set. Ooh. Oh, did you know? And it wasn't nearly as fancy as yours, but I did even have placemats mm-hmm. and cloth napkins Ooh. and I didn't do place cards, which I wished that I would have. Um, and then I had flowers and like a candle and everything like that. And I thought, I feel like I am like getting back to my Jason Matheson self. Yes. Like the version of life that I love to be, which is more like Jason Matheson. (laughs) (laughs) With my always on the ready table setting. His tablescape is always set. Uh, Kylie Jenner deleted videos of her new post split $3 million Bugatti sports car. After people just lost their minds. It's kind of interesting where she draws the line, right? Because she posts all this fancy schmancy stuff that she buys. And it seems like her fans seem to love it until they don't. Um, So she brought herself this new Bugatti Chiron. She flaunted it and then deleted it on Instagram yesterday. It's a $3 million white car with an orange interior. And she posted the video along with an orange heart, a jack-o'-lantern, and ghost emojis. Sort of like, happy Halloween, I bought myself a $3 million Bugatti. (laughs) Her followers, though, not happy with it. They were calling her out. Basically just saying, I mean, you know, and people can, you can do this. This is all relative. You can do this to anybody. How can people justify buying more cars when they possibly need, when there are people out there who can't eat? Like, I get it. It's your money and you earn it. But how do you justify not doing good with it? I don't get it. This could have fed a village for a year at least, which I would argue. That's not her responsibility, though. I mean, you know, you can't criticize. how I don't like that. I, I never like when people do that. I don't either. But I do think it kind of, it just gets a little excessive. It, this is where the line was drawn. I mean, then she deleted it. Because obviously. Absolutely. 
But you know, mm-hmm. but we don't know what she does. Maybe she does donate a lot and she just doesn't publicize it. You're right. So then if she does do that, what business of ours if she wants to get 80 cars? This you know what I mean? This car is sweet. Cars. Oh my gosh. The yes. steering wheel is like real cool. want to look at it. Elizabeth Reese today at 3 on Twin Cities Live. When we come back, everybody, Don McLean's ready to weave your dream. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on social media. Lex and the Cities, Donna Dark and Jason Matheson back after these words. Welcome back, everybody. It is, uh, well, let's just wait. There we go. 8.33 on the dot. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 107.1. And we're always streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn McLean. Hey, uh, don't forget, download the newest episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. It's out right now. I'm really excited about this one. We taped it on location yesterday. Oh, at the at the bar we always talk about uh, the Tune In Lounge. We sat right there at the bar and taped this week's episode with famous bartender Julie. Ah. Uh, so you could download that right now on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, or uh, Spotify, and uh, follow us on social media. Just search for Two Fairy Godfathers. It was a fun one. We talk about the new fireworks at Epcot. Ugh. Anyway. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll listen. Yeah, that's all I'm going to, as Forrest Gump would say, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Some chocolates? Eight. Mm-hmm. I'm not a smart man, but I know what dreams are. <laughs> yeah. Why tell me about your dreams? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? She's the one for you. Oh, it's yeah. time for Dreamweaver Dawn. Dawn really did ghoul, ghoul, go to the School of Metaphysics. <laughs> and now her education is coming in handy for a seven-minute radio segment. Yes. We, have, we have Katie, Tessa, Dawn, and Karen standing by. Alexis, take it away. Uh, let's start with Katie. Good morning, Katie. What's your dream, Katie? Hello? Hello? Hi. Tell us, what, tell us your dream. Um, I was driving down a dirt road with a cat and a dog and it got so snowy I mean up to my waist probably so I pulled over and I got stuck and I turned around and just myself I ran with my dog and my cat so when I got to this house who I kind of knew who lived there um, there was no snow it was just pouring rain and it rained and it rained and I'm like I really need to take a shower so when I went to their inside to go to the bathroom to use their bathtub or shower, it was all like a, this plastic molded um, bathtub and then the toilet and then a urinal and then a, a toilet tank or something. And all of a sudden the door busts open and these two dogs that weren't mine um, were peeing in the toilet and drinking oh. out of the tank. Oh, my God. And then they, wow. then they left. Oh, my God. And now I have two dogs and a cat. Oh. And that was it. And okay. I never dream. But oh, okay. Crazy. Well, you do. You probably just don't remember. Your soul really wants you to remember this. This is, has to do with how you process your conscious life experiences. Because water 
is conscious life experiences. When it's Ooh. snow, it means that you get stuck sometimes and overwhelmed by what's happening in your daily life. And you feel like it's a real journey to even get through your day. And the way that you cope with that is by um, relying on some habits that are very comfortable for you. But then now you've developed more habits that you're not really that great with in order to process and get through. You might have some anxiety, social anxiety, um, things uh, upset you and you don't know what to do with those feelings. And you're trying to find a mental place that is safe for you where you can basically start over and wash it all away and hmm. go through your day. Wow. That, that's what you're dreaming about. Yeah. Pretty okay. pretty much except for the social anxiety. Oh, okay. Well if he yeah, I just yeah and the yeah, that is an example. Good. It's it's very um it's very right on. Okay. Yeah, my days are like Ugh. Yeah, you get real frazzled and then uh upset with yourself and so there are things that you do to try to make those thoughts go away. Yeah. All right, well, thanks. Okay, Katie. Thank you. All right. Oh, you too. Bye. You too. All right. Tessa's up next. Good morning, Tessa. What's your dream? Um. Yes, hi. Um, so I, it's basically set in, like, World War II Germany. Mm -hmm. And I'm running through the streets, and I'm trying to run away from some soldiers. Mm -hmm. Okay? And all of a sudden, I find this house, and I go in this house, and I'm trying to hide. And I'm trying to hide some children. And then mm -hmm. as soon as I'm there, all of a sudden I see a tank coming, mm -hmm. and I um, uh, I see the tank's gun coming around, and I follow the gun, and all of a sudden it's right in front of my face, mm -hmm. and right about as it's about to shoot, I wake up. Okay. Ooh. This has everything to do with uh, discipline within yourself. You're looking for ways to find self-discipline. Uh, that's the military within you so oh. every aspect of every other person in the dream is a part of yourself large or organization like the military is just represents your own self-discipline so there's something that's going on where you're really trying to buckle down and maybe finish a project or uh, get yourself motivated to do something and you've been really beating yourself up about it to the point where you're like listen you need to make a permanent change with the way that you complete tasks so cool. it's a very extreme way to to uh, tell yourself that, uh, yeah. <laughs> putting a tank yeah. in your face, but Holy that's you crap. holding a gun to your own head saying, you better get to work. Wow. Okay. Do you procrastinate? Oh, wow. Goodness. Do you procrastinate? Um, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, with work projects, sometimes I work best under pressure, but maybe I don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Tessa. Ooh. Get to Thank work. you, Tessa. <laughs> right now. Oh. That was good. Thanks. My Bye. goodness. Bye, Tessa. <laughs> Nazis and tanks and procrastinating. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. All, All right. right. Dawn's up next. Hi, Dawn. What's your dream? Hi. hi. Well, hi. I dreamt that um, it was a couple months after my mom died, mm -hmm. and I dreamt that we were at a wedding dance, mm -hmm. and we were slow dancing. But she wouldn't look at me or talk to me. It was like she was mad at me. Mm. Okay. Um, so your mother represents your inner authority and your ability to see yourself as a creator. You're trying to create a cooperation between that aspect of yourself and the you that you know. Um, so you're trying to work together to produce harmonious parts of your life that creates patterns where you can enter in greater things that you can create it's kind of a 
weird way of putting that, but um, you're looking for inner growth within yourself so you can create new things. And you're looking towards yourself as the ultimate creator because your mother created you. Okay? And so there's a part of yourself that isn't really uh, fully isn't really fully on board with that like you don't really want to take that on within yourself and that's your inner mother within you you're dancing with yourself essentially (laughs) so yeah yeah so um you just keep focusing on uh bringing in the new good things in your life that you want to see happen and and those kind of dreams will go away okay okay all right right, thanks bye thanks son we have one more. Yes. Last. last but not least, we've got Karen. Hi, Karen. What's your dream? Hi. Hi. Um, so last night, I had a dream that I was on a scout, like a Cub Scout sponsored boat trip with my family. So it's me, my husband, and my two boys. Mm-hmm. And while we were on the trip, I met a young girl, and it felt like her and I had a relationship like she was almost like a lost sister. Mm. And then it was come to find out that she was, like, really trying to hurt my family, though. Mm. So she had this, like, little teeny tiny pair of scissors, and she stabbed my son with it, my oh. my nine-year-old with it. Oh, but it was, like, God. just a little stab. It was only, like, a half a centimeter. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he's like, Mom, she stabbed me. And I proceeded to grab her by the back of the hair and put her down to the ground. Okay, so um, this is kind of a a neat dream because you feel like she's supposed to be a sister, which would be a well-known aspect of yourself. Um, This would be uh, your conscious, uh, a conscious aspect of yourself that you're familiar with. Um, But actually, um, she's more like, it's more like um, an immature part of yourself. Okay, because she isn't really your sister. So you don't really know her origin or her parents, and you don't really know where this kid came from. It's kind of like an orphan, which would be, that's the only thing I can equate it to, which is a, uh, an immature part of yourself. Um, so you've okay. got a part of yourself that uh, you're fighting against, essentially, and that part, you just have to examine that and what qualities, it's like self-sabotage is what you're dreaming about. So there's an aspect of you that isn't very good for the rest of you that flows with the rest of your life and who you are truly are inside. It's kind of ruining things that are um, supposed to be good, like new creations that you have. So that is, you're sort of fighting within yourself. Uh, Well, Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fun thing to think about, really, is it? But that little no. girl that has the scissors is you. But there's a part of you that realizes that it's not actually going to hurt you because you feel like, oh, this, per- you know, that part of me is really going to make permanent changes, and it's actually not true. And you, you know that, right? You do know that. Oh boy. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye, Bye. Karen. Thanks, Karen. If you didn't. Ooh. Get your dream weave. Don't worry. We do this every Monday at 8.30. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Lex oh. is here with some ice cream. Don, would you like <laughs> some... Uh, Lex, or Don, would you like a bomb pop? Or how oh, about a, you know a snow what? cone? I'm good. Ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> I don't how know. I got them all. How about a good, uh, good humor strawberry bar, Don? Anything? <laughs> I think Nothing? I'm going to pass. I'm going to run away from that ice cream truck. I got some crazy too. <laughs> She's kind of creepy, isn't she? she has totally. A, does she have her granny panties down around? What is she? Let it pull up your granny panties. Oh she's, my god! Yeah, this is like an episode of Mind Hunter or something. I know. 
844. We're going to take a break. We're going to we're going to go uh, get a treat from Lex's creepy ice cream van and we'll be back after this. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071 everything entertainment everything encyclopedia Britannica. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean. It is October 7th. Start of a brand new week. Woo! I met Cinderella. Yeah. Oh, how was that? Um, we're dating now. Did you have your princess dress on too? No, I had a new Epcot T-shirt on. Ooh, um, even better. But no, I I met a princess. I uh, we fell in love. (laughs) <laughs> and um, this was the first day when Colin wasn't there, I think, right? No, he no. he was there and oh, he was miserable. Oh, oh. Uh, he did not want to meet uh, Cinderella. And, oh, did uh, you have to wait a long time to meet her? No, we got a fast pass to meet Cinderella. So oh. um, I was, yeah, I was in uh, Walt Disney World over the weekend. and uh, It's clearly and, jealousy on his part. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's I like, look how oh, you're gushing about her. Oh, I, I, I she was lovely. And she asked... Um, if I'm watering my pumpkins, because you know her pumpkins, uh, you know, turn into carriages and oh, stuff. Oh, right, right. She was uh, wishing me well, uh, good travels on my way back. She goes, "Is that a long? Is that a long pumpkin ride from here to Minneapolis?" I go, "It's a very long pumpkin ride, especially if you're in steerage, but it's very long." But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. She was. Uh, oh, I just love it. The they're. The princesses just crack me up. I mean, they're just <laughs> delightful. Oh. Lex, yes. um, I saved this to the end of the show. I just want you to know yes. that I also spent time with your boyfriend. <laughs> That's right. I saw how's, Chewie. How's Chewie doing? Chewie's doing very well. I saw Chewie at Star Wars Land. And, oh, uh, nice. yeah, he's doing well. Lexi said, you know, he really doesn't want to do um, a film. I, I told him that you really want to see just a Chewbacca-focused yeah. movie. He has no... Um, no interest? He has no, no interest in doing that. Oh, Lexi, he's mystery he's, alive? He, he seems very private. Um, very, very <laughs> private. So he doesn't really want to... like it. Doesn't really want to do that. But, yeah. I just, oh, yeah. that's too bad. Wow. Well, thank oh, you for relaying that. You're very welcome. And... I'm here to tell you, uh, I know, Lex, that you chimed in. Uh, my talkers, a lot of you chimed in. If you followed my adventures on my Instagram over the uh, the trip, you saw that once again, Jason was dealing with another possible drunk purchase. And Yeah, uh, did you buy the bust? Please tell me you did. This one was the biggest drunk purchase of all. Don, did. did you hear about this? No, absolutely oh, not. No. Oh, my gosh. Don't. Don, did you? Um, what's happening? It was a giant Darth Vader bust. Um, it was basically the size of my head and Alexis's head uh, put together. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was his shoulders too. So it was a. I mean, you know my Darth Vader statue at in the movie room, Don. This is like yeah. four, like three times the size of that. Whoa. And, um, it was very pricey. It's a little pricey, but um, did you I, buy it? I got a discount, and then I then I realized, <laughs> oh, Lex, no. Lex, then I realized yes. that I had two hundred and twenty dollars in Disney dollars left over oh. from my uh. So no. all together, I saved four hundred and seventy some dollars. Well, uh, you saved. 
Yep. Oh. Yeah. Oh my um, God. Oh. I my. bought it. <laughs> I bought oh. it. Lex, How I do you bought feel? it. Do you have buyer's remorse? I'm so glad. Um, no, because the next day I forgot that I bought it until I went back into that store and then it was gone from the display case. And, and, and like, I go, oh, oh, my God. That's right. I bought Darth Vader. Yes. That was me. That was me. Oh, so. so it was one of a kind. It was, yeah, they didn't have any more in the store, so I bought the last one. So. Ooh, okay. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a statement piece that you're going to have at it's your home. It's a statement and piece, Everyone's going to yes. ask, and I mean, that, uh-huh. it, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it was awesome. So cool. I'm, I have no buyer's remorse. Yes, I was like, you know what? No good. Of dark. It's beautiful, yeah. Well, Do we have uh, Don or Steve here? Uh, yeah, not yet. Uh, no, I don't see him I yet. do see no. Steve oh, oh, outside the door, but he'll Donna. need to plug in. Yep, oh, same. here comes Donna. Okay. Shake, Those were soft words. Yeah. Billy okay. Ray has a remix yeah. coming out uh, next yeah. week. <laughs> uh, Donna and Steve. Uh, hey. 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 hey! Donna, what do you have coming up on the program today? I don't know. Stuff that Steve's <laughs> going to say right now. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. We, uh, wow. It's a handoff. Pass yeah. the baton. We asked this question today. It's low-hanging fruit, we are aware, but it's October, and so it is the season. What is your least favorite Halloween candy? Donna and I love the same candy. Candy corn. Candy corn. Oh, Donna. What did you just say, Donna? I just said, is it like when you get older, you start to like old people candy? Maybe. I like candy corn now. Me too. With peanuts. (gasps) Yes. You can But now you do. Yes. With peanuts? Yes. Oh, that's so good. It's like a a nut roll. The salted nut roll. So delicious. (laughs) Yeah, you can it together. Yummy. Gross. Go out there and be yourself, everybody. No one can tell you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? That's right. Eat your candy corn if you want. You be you. We love you so much. Have a great day, and we'll talk tomorrow. Bye, friends.